Did your parents, like, talk to you about it ever? Not really. Like, my parents weren't shy about, like, like, my mom. My dad would never. But my mom wasn't shy about, like, telling me about sex or, like, explaining what her and my dad's thing was. But she would never, like, go into detail about me having sex. You know what I mean? I think that was very much like, whatever you do, don't, don't be stupid. And don't tell me, basically. Like, <laughs> like, keep it to yourself, bro. Yeah. Did you have sex ed? Uh, we had, we didn't call it sex ed, we called it health talk. So the watered down version. Of but like, it was one single talk. It was, yeah, just okay. for like in the morning before we started like all our classes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like for an hour. And then girls in one room and then boys in another room. So of course mm-hmm. they separated yes! us. Yes! Yes! They separated us. Yeah, how old and are then, you? Um, this happened from when I was in, uh, probably from like age like 10 up until 18, 17, mm-hmm. before I came to university. And um, so there'd be the um, two teachers and then they'd, be, they'd bring in like a nurse from a hospital mm-hmm. that they knew. Um, the, the, like the hospital that we always visited whenever we were sick. Um, and then they'd just come and like talk to us about these diseases girls right make sure mm. that you're just focused on school and but just know that these are the dangers if you decide to do it so it's kind of like make sure focus on your education because if you do decide to Fear. stray and start having sex mm. with boys then this is what's going to yeah. happen to you you know you're going to get in a lot of trouble and you're going to like risk your own health mm-hmm. nothing about like mm-hmm. <laughs> easing us into that like world so mm-hmm. after the health talks we always felt like either ashamed or mm-hmm. like just scared to be with the guys it was, it was funny because in prep school um when we had our health talks i we always knew that there was going to be a couple that would break up because <laughs> the girl would I'm be dead. so terrified or just be like what am i doing i should be focused on my studies and not like focused on boys and then there's this time when um three of two of my best friends and one of their like close friends they all broke up with their boyfriends at the same time went to the bathroom and all cried oh (laughs) imagine that's horrible horrible and the boys had no idea what was going on because theirs was just boys take care of yourself good hygiene now get out of my face. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So they chose to... This was like, these are the diseases that you can get and give. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But take care of your hygiene and 
just focus on school and get Take a degree. Take care of your hygiene. Yeah. Damn. That's so. Mm. Interesting. Did y'all like talk about it with <laughs> each other afterwards? Yeah, we did. The the only way like I learned about like sex was through each other's experiences. So mm-hmm. when somebody started having sex, that's when it, we'd all be like, oh my god! So what happened? Like walk us through the process and yeah. stuff. And I know my best friend Tahali, but she's on who like uh, first like in the, my close friend group had sex first and then I went up to him but at least I, it was like a couple of weeks mm. between so I got to ask out all the questions I needed. Oh, I was yeah. so excited. I remember being in the car on the way to school like just like that. <laughs> <laughs> just shamelessly and my dad's driving. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. No, it's like, I feel like we all learn from our peers. Oh, like yeah. that's how you, it's the that's only the way. way. 100%. It's the only way. Because that's like your first person where you get real information, mm-hmm. primary resource information yeah. as well. Like you're not gonna ask your mom. Like let's Absolutely. be realistic. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care how open communication your life is with your mother. Like you're not gonna sit and ask her the details of sex life and like what mm-hmm. to expect, what to yeah. not expect, how to like deal with that, like performance anxiety, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. You deal with. You get from the first person who had sex in your friend group. Mm-hmm. That's what you get from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. The um, like culture around like these conversations in Dubai, mm-hmm. and then also like if you ever have had these conversations in Ethiopia, and like the differences, differences. if there are any. And really stereotypically super outwardly looking like if i had to give a very both of them both ethiopia and dubai are pretty conservative so it's like obviously sex is taboo so i, it's I like feel like my experience specifically let me talk for myself i was friends with a lot of people in my school like i had my core group but i was always friends with a lot of people and there was like a specific friend group that were like detached from our school kind of like growing out with boys from other schools and like introducing me to new completely new like world for my world in which my school is like none of us none of the girls really were having sex except for that specific friend group mm. and they were introducing me to a world where everyone was having sex and it was like a super common thing and some people were getting pregnant or whatever and all this and all that and it was like it definitely normalized it for me and thank god i had that experience honestly because it's like destigmatized a lot of things for me it's like i learned a lot obviously and it was like educational (laughs) in a way that was from people's experiences so there's a lot of things I learned that was super wrong as well and I I would have loved it if it was like if I got an opportunity to learn real information in like a helpful way I didn't but they that being introduced to that world really did like it was helpful to a certain extent. It did have a downfalls and it, it did teach me things that like were not true. <laughs> In general, the way that like okay, when one of the girls would get like scared that she was pregnant and obviously it's Dubai, so you have literally no option. Even now I think it's like premarital sex is allowed, like since twenty twenty two. They just changed the law. So if you go to the gynecologist and you're pregnant, like you're not deported and stuff anymore. But at that point, it wasn't like that. So it's like, you being deported means your entire family gets deported. Like, you go, you can't even go to a gynecologist if you're in situations like that. Like, you're just like, there's like, till you get your period, you're immobile and you're completely, it's awful. And they go through it, like, my friend went through a lot in that time. And like, we try, was trying things that was so fucking dangerous. Like, in hindsight, now being 22 and like, 
you know, like, no, like, even if she did get pregnant, she wouldn't, like, it's not the end of the, even mm-hmm. if she fucking got deported and her entire family had to go back to their country, they wouldn't die. But the things that she were doing were actually risking her health and her, like, safety. Mm-hmm. So, like, in hindsight, looking back at it, I was like, what the fuck? The risks that were being taken, just not worth it. And it speaks to our ignorance. Like, we just didn't know. We didn't know. We actually, like, if we told one of our moms, they'd be like, it's fine. Don't do that shit. Like, yeah. we'll figure something out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? We'll fly you out of anything. And right. you'll get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, but we didn't even get there because we were just like, no, we'll handle it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole community of people doing this thing. So it's not like one person doing it. It was like, oh, yeah, this is what we did. This is what she did. It's what you should do. Dangerous. Never again. Never again. Like, that's like my, like, so, that's what I talked to about my little, with my little sisters and brother and stuff like that. Like, I'm really. I know they're not gonna get it from anywhere else, and if, I know they have like friend groups like that. So like, it's like good to have primary resources. I wish I did. I wish I had an older sister. Same information every yeah, time. Definitely repetitive, and I swear it was the same nurse every year. <laughs> <laughs> they could even change nurses. <laughs> Sponsored. <laughs> yeah, and, for real. And the thing with us is that, um, like in Kenyan cultures, it's really bad because when you share. A lot of families keep information to themselves. That's why they don't like even, like even therapies stigmatize because it's like don't go to a therapist and tell them your business because the therapist might know someone in the family and start spreading that mm. business because we're mm. also the circle in Kenya. <laughs> so it's small, so, so small. Mm. So um, also like the small. so tiny, so <laughs> tiny. So also the school nice. community was the same. Um, so like one, the head nurse who used to come and like bring the nurses to speak to us, um, she was there for years, years from when I was little to when um, I graduated. So she knew all of us, she knew all of our families. Mm-hmm. So sharing in those like health talk spaces, no, mm-hmm. there was nothing that you could do. Because even the psychologist was like that. People didn't feel comfortable sharing because they're like, now you know a piece of information about me that you might use to your advantage later on when oh, necessary. Like if I got into trouble or you needed to speak to my mm-hmm. parents, it's it's that type of thing. So people like held, mm-hmm. like didn't ask questions unless it was very like generalized or yeah. what from what the nurse had like said in mm-hmm. the talk. Yeah, which is so yeah. yeah. That's so real. <laughs> That's. So, I feel that even like in like where I like where I come from is yeah, so small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like same vibes, yeah. but. Yeah, you can't say shit or everyone will know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's the worst feeling too. Cause like you have this amazing resource potentially, and it's mm-hmm. like completely nullified because you, you can't just be, trust it. Yeah, you can't you trust can't. it. It's literally like the fucking advice you give a child for everything is tell a trusted adult, bro. Where? <laughs> like I swear, yeah. adults suck in reality. Yeah. Like they're they don't. Yeah. Especially when you're being a child is fucking scary as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and also it's that thing of them saying you can come up, come over to me and open up about something, mm-hmm. or if you have questions, ask me. Then you know you must have that courage to do it. Mm-hmm. You ask the question and then you don't get the response, so you get a really as a child that bad reaction, yeah. or like being shouted at, or just a negative comment, or just them like lecturing you. And then you learn, okay, I, I can never, like, ask that again. Like, I need to find, like, 
and somebody else to ask, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then parents are asking, like, why didn't you tell me? You know, when, if you get in trouble or something happens that's really, like, big and scary, they're like, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, I have told you before, and I, you didn't treat me well, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like a lot of parents need to, like, realize that as well. Especially like with them saying, "Oh, open up to me about these things like sex," and then you tell them, "Oh, I had a sex scare," and then they're like, "What? Why would you even do that? Yeah. Why are you being dumb? Why are you useless?" <laughs> 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 yeah. like, I, I feel like sex is so scary as well because there's so much to it, mm. like it's such a big thing, like, and it's so scary. And you're a child, and you want to do it, or you're interested in that world, you have nothing literally nothing if you don't have like good sex education in your school basically you have not most countries don't even allow sex education Mm -hmm. so you have like no option for it to go well yeah you know what i mean you have like no chance of it being like a completely smooth Mm -hmm. positive sex positive experience Mm -hmm. for you it's impossible it's impossible like even if you got lucky every single time it's actually impossible Because you don't know shit. You don't know anything Mm. that you're going into. Besides, like, friends, like, where would you go if you had a question about sex? The internet. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Google. That's it. Can't ask aunties. Can't ask parents. Can't ask friends of parents. Um, Mm. I feel like there were some people who got lucky with that, where they had, Mm -hmm. like, um, family friends or Mm. just people that they could talk to about that mm-hmm. so. yeah it's, it's so fascinating I remember the first time in I was like doing a summer camp or something and there was this guy in hindsight it's disgusting because he's older he was 20 something like 21 and I was 16 or whatever and Leave Cameron alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> He was really close <laughs> to us. <laughs> <it. laughs> chilling by himself. Uh, but he was like, and we were talking, something happened, and we were talking about head, basically. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? Did you like, call it head what? as well? Yeah! Did you call it head? Of course. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was like, what the fuck <laughs> am I supposed to I was Is that what terrified. You <laughs> and then I FaceTimed, I like Zoomed, not Zoomed, Skyped my fucking best friend Dina, who was in Australia at that time, <laughs> at the time, like with her auntie, and I was like, listen, bitch, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, we have to learn it. <laughs> And she's like, what do we do? She's like, porn. Try porn. And I was like, oh. I forgot that was a research. Again, I'm in Dubai where porn is illegal. So I didn't even know like how you fucking get onto that. Like yeah. you have to go to the dark web or something. Yeah. Fucking go- and I literally would, I can't even tell you how, where to find it. a contract for deportation. hundred percent. So I was like, oh my God, you could go on it. <laughs> in America. <laughs> Bro, but I'm motherfucker. And then I was fucking horrified oh because porn and head is like to please your man, you must die. Basically, you're gonna break up death. And I was like, so bad. Fuck America. I was like, I can't believe. I do not want to do this. It's so. Dina couldn't watch. She was like acting like she was watching and genuinely just watching something else because she was like. It is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's scary. It the sounds, the things that you're seeing. Yeah. The fact that you said sound, my porn experience was I didn't watch it. 
you heard, you heard it. it. They sent boys. You sent audios of it. Oh, so you're wondering oh why is she screaming like this? So why is she saying these things? Yeah. Mm. So hearing it's just so gross and nasty. And then some like an audio. You just keep hearing it through your yeah. day. And you're like, what? Mm. What is going on? Yeah. You know. If you're like not familiar with that world, right? Mm-hmm. And porn is your first entrance to it. It's actually terrifying because all you hear, like, or all you see is like aggression and then like sounds of like screaming or mm. even like gasping and shit it's almost like a murder scene yeah. you're literally watching a murder yeah. scene it's your entrance yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're like it's fun right <laughs> like where <laughs> where <laughs> shut up <sighs> it's it's so scary because that is still like the primary resource for people that they use for yeah. sex like it That's always has been as exactly mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like I I um I'm speaking to this I, I was trying to get in contact with her but this woman teaches a porn literacy curriculum of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like in her sex ed curriculum of how to like handle porn and how to deal with it and how to like have those conversations and it's so it's so fascinating to like mm-hmm. to hear yeah. the the questions that kids ask or like 14 year old boys like like why does that diagram of like a vagina have pubic hair on it? Like I've never seen like mm. girls don't have pubic hair. Oh, because mm. they watch that. In- yeah, because yeah. that's what they've seen in porn. Yeah. And she was yeah. like, "Boy, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Where did you see that? Or like, where did you think about that?" And he was like, "Yeah, like I in porn." Yeah. Mm. Like that's a complete. That's a crazy. It just is setting expectations like completely incorrectly. Yeah. And. Violent, act violently. like extremely violently. Yeah, I just feel like porn isn't sex. Like, there's no way at this point mm. that we can say porn and sex are like intertwined in any way. Mm. Porn is this entire performance that like doesn't resemble real life at all at this yeah. point. It's like the whole show. Like you're watching Friends and saying that is my life. Like that's not your <laughs> yeah, life, homie. Like it's a whole different thing that we can't relate to at this point. Yeah, it's terrifying. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's fucking terrifying. I have this friend, and I I fucking love her so much, and she's she's outstanding, but she's very privileged, and sometimes like the things that she says are off a little bit. But she like whatever there was this guy when she was super young that she fell like completely in love with fully in love with when she was like 13 14 maybe Mm -hmm. and it like to this day she thinks it's like love she's like 24 now Mm -hmm. and she she whatever started being like sexually attractive and aroused early on Mm -hmm. loved it was super excited was super like hormones flying about like was like dying for it basically all the time and she started watching porn. She didn't live in Dubai, so she can yeah. access her. <laughs> <laughs> she can watch it. <laughs> she started watching porn a lot, mm. a, a lot, and like more. She started off with like more vanilla, average porn. Got more and more raunchy. Like the level of raunchy that was once shocking stopped being shocking anymore. Yeah. Wanted it to get more intense. Mm. And after a few years, trigger warning, major trigger warning, but genuinely she wouldn't like it didn't do it for her anymore and sometimes when she watched rape scenes and like tv shows and movies and stuff like that that started like turning her on 
like she she wasn't like she would be disgusted and scared and whatever the average emotions that you come come up when you're watching a rape scene but there was also a part of her that was like like she felt her bodily reacting like aroused mm. Mm. and it was like this entire she also had like she had access to porn but she, her sex ed was non-existent sex is also very taboo in her culture like all of the things that like you'd expect someone that like a young girl that like loves sex and wants to mm. indulge in it but doesn't really have the right resources to and then her whole dichotomy of sex has like completely been fucked up and she had to unlearn so many things and go to therapy and like, it was like mm-hmm. a whole thing that she had to like indulge in mm-hmm. like had to do to undo the things that she learned when she was yeah. younger mm-hmm. but it started off so like not like innocent innocent yeah. isn't even the right word but just like mm-hmm. natural like it was it, it was an like exciting thing yeah, yeah. and it was fun and she was mm-hmm. having fun and she was mm-hmm. getting sexually aroused and pleased as well like it was fun, mm-hmm. but it got more. It morphed into something so dangerous yeah. and ugly. It's like not her fault either. Of course all. not. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I always try to like not kink shame, not fetish shame. Yeah. Like if people are gonna be into what they're into, like as long as everyone is mm-hmm. consenting and everything is mm-hmm. like safe, mm-hmm. do whatever you please. Yeah. But like. So, like, if that's what she likes and, and her and her partner are right. figuring that kind of thing out right. in a safe way that, yeah. like, they're both consenting to, right. even though it might... I don't know. I feel like there are certain ways to do certain things. Yeah. But, like, your point is that it shouldn't have gone to that right. that far in the first yeah, place right. because she is just desensitized to all of it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for so many men, like, that's how it is because yeah. men do watch porn at, yeah. like, a way higher rate than women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's... And the desensitization, like, yeah, desensitization. Yeah. Um, starts off earlier. Starts off so early. Yeah. And, like, there's no, for so many people, it's, like, how do you, like, what if, like, you and your friend's reaction to that or whatever, like, wasn't, like, oh, my God, ew. Like, what if you were just, like, immediately drawn in or, like, you were five years younger or whatever, like, when you were watching the head video and you were, like, so drawn in and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then... That is like a whole you get new stuck level in. of threshold mm-hmm. that you start at. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, you're right. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs>